welcome back to the Hall Pass podcast. Today we'll be discussing the college search process. Dun dun dun. Mm, what to consider? Sounds so daunting. It is very daunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what to consider? Strategy versus fit. Uh, how to research colleges? When do I start? What is undergraduate school? A lot of people don't really realize what undergraduate school kind of looks like. So really excited to start this conversation. Welcome, welcome, my boys. How are we doing? Hello, hello. So beautiful to hear all of your voices today. Um, Okay, so let's go ahead and dive right into it. Let's start with the college search process. So things to consider. Um, Here at uh, Admission Masters, we actually ask students of various amount of questions. Um, They have a one-hour meeting with us called the Initial Prospective College List Meeting. And during that meeting, we ask them a lot of questions like, what size do you want to go to school you know we want to go to small school medium school large school you know less than 2000 medium is between 2000 15000 large is anything above 15000 so kind of ask them these questions we talk about liberal arts and research universities and the differences um quick quiz for you all do you guys know the differences between liberal arts colleges and research universities oh my god let's 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 see if you how uh, how well you know this i'm gonna take a guess oh my goodness that a liberal <laughs> arts college does not have grad school offerings is that right? False. Some liberal arts colleges do have <laughs> graduate do. school offerings. Can I try? Can I try? Okay. All okay, right. Jay. So he's not on the wrong track. He said, track. dang it, dude. He's not on the wrong track. <laughs> so the technical definition that I, I looked this up, the technical definition, he's on oh, the right cheater. track. cheater. You looked it up? No, no, no. Well, not looked yeah, it up, but like think... five, six years ago I looked it up. So. Why are you giving the correct answer right now then? I'm, I, I, <laughs> well, why, why don't you let me guess wrong? <laughs> I'm gonna go, okay? So, and when I was a high school student, I used to mix up college and university like they were synonymous. They're, they're the same thing, college and university. I never asked or bothered to ask what the difference was. And so there is a difference. Um, the technical definition of a college is an institution that offers a bachelor's degree, a four-year institution bachelor's degree, right? A university is one that offers not just a bachelor's degree undergrad, but also offers a graduate school program. Now, there are many exceptions to this. There are many exceptions to this. But the technical mm-hmm. definition of a university. Being it's actually it's changed. That's not true anymore. It's not true college anymore. And university <sighs> are, college and university are synonymous. Oh my goodness. So I'm sorry, four or five year, years ago, Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Punkage, do you want to try? Well, my, my guess was going to be simple in the sense that universities get grant funding or state federal funding versus colleges don't. He got the money fa- factor in. Yeah. So okay. that's why it's called research because research university because they get some funding source, some revenue from somewhere that would say, hey, research this or figure out this or find out this, but mm. it's probably wrong. Okay, so, um, <laughs> I mean, it's not necessarily wrong, but 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 I think the biggest difference is size, right? Liberal arts colleges tend to be smaller, research universities tend to be larger. The second gr- biggest difference is the curriculum that's being taught at the universities. So at research universities, professors are required to do research. So the first thing that they not the first thing, sorry, in addition to teaching a class, they also have to do their own research. And therefore, the courses that you're going to be learning, the things that you, the content you'll be learning in their classrooms is going to be based on their research, uh, naturally so. So at research universities, let's say, for example, you went to UCLA, you're taking a class on sociology, your professor is doing research on gender roles, then what you're going to be learning in that classroom is going to be based on their research. So you're going to learn a lot about gender roles. At liberal arts colleges, professors are not required to do research. Um, They can do research. A lot of them do do research, but they're not required to do it. So the curriculum that's taught at a liberal arts college is not as 
delving not as in depth it's more breadth right so if you're in a sociology class you're gonna be learning about a lot of different things about sociology the not just gender roles exactly right. so you know when i explain it to my students it's two very different types of curriculum but it doesn't mean that one is lesser than the other right mm -hmm. research universities you're gonna get the the depth you know and maybe some of the breadth and some of the more introductory courses and in liberal arts colleges you're gonna get the depth and you're gonna get the breadth as well but a lot of the courses are gonna be more liberal mm -hmm. in that you're going to get to explore um, a lot of a wide range of different types of content. Um, so now you know. Dun, nice. dun, 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 nice. dun, all of you guys. Can we throw a question back at you? Yes. Oh. Can can a school be both liberal arts and research university? Oh my goodness. Okay, so very good question and I have an answer to this. They okay. cannot be both. Of course you do. They cannot be both, but they can have a liberal approach to their education. Example, mm. Brown University. So Brown University is a research university. <laughs> Professors are required to do research, but their approach to learning is a liberal approach to learning and that's how their curriculum is designed. Mm, so so the mm. more you know. Mm. Okay, so mm. moving on. <laughs> we just walked into Jenny's just area of expertise yeah. right now. This is Wham. Like <laughs> She's like, you three are beneath me on this one. <laughs> just got educated. No, 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 no. This is, you know, I just do this meeting a lot with students. Mm. Um, and just like you guys, I've done a lot of research in both of them because I'm interested in what the differences are. Um, okay, so then I'll ask students about location. Do you want to go to an urban school, suburban school, a rural school? Let's do a roundabout table. Mm -hmm. Example of an urban school punkage. Well, you said it earlier, UCLA. Nailed it. Travis, example oh, God, of I'm a suburban nervous. school. Alabama. Nice. What, University <laughs> well, of Alabama? Wait, did you say suburban? Suburban, or suburban? yeah, suburban. Oh, well, I was just thinking rural. I, was, I assumed <laughs> that you were going to just hit the southern guy with the rural yeah, school. Yeah, no, I was like, Jeez. Alabama You don't is stereotype rural. like that here. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know what you mean by that, but suburban. Suburban. I'm going to go with my little brother's alma mater of McDaniel. Okay, McDaniel is a suburban school. And okay. Jay? Rural? Rural. Uh, I'm going to go with, would Cornell count? Cornell is a rural Ithaca, school. It's New in York. Ithaca, New York. There's mm -hmm. not much to do around there. Ithaca is gorgeous. Have it you, is beautiful. Well, have you ever seen the shirts? So it's Ithaca is gorgeous, but they spell it G-O-R-G-E-S like because they have a lot of gorgeous. Gorgeous, ah, that is so funny. Is I like it. I like it. That's intelligent. Leader like in it. suicides. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Why did you have to drop that? Is that true still, by the way? I read that somewhere about Cornell. <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like the, the, the that's been kind of said a lot, that certain schools have high levels. Once you like, get labeled as that, yeah. you know, it's hard to shake that. I get yeah. that. I get that. But when we were at UCLA, Jenny, we, we'd had some instances Absolutely. like that as well. Absolutely. So. Mm -hmm. I think it's like sensationalized. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so um, uh, urban schools are right in the middle of the city. NYU, Columbia, UCLA, USC, these are are all urban schools suburban schools are uh, like what you mentioned McDaniel but for those of you who don't know McDaniel would be like UC Santa Barbara uh, is a suburban school UCI is a suburban, suburban school um, and rural schools are, are kind of more environment friendly I guess you can say um, a lot of trees and uh, not a lot of buildings so Cornell Princeton Williams these are all rural schools UC Davis would be like UC Davis is a little bit more rural -er. Um, but yeah, mm. so these, this is just a little bit of insight on location. Also, uh, just want to do a quick point. When you're considering location, you're not just looking at, oh, this place is pretty or, oh, this is super far from home. Cause we have a lot of high school students who are just like, I want to get away from home. Yeah. You got to consider the weather. Yeah. So we have a lot of students on the West coast like, yeah, I just want to go to Boston college. I'm like, 
how do you do with snow? Yeah. It's like 55 mm-hmm. degrees outside. They're like, oh, it's freezing right now. I'm like, that's as warm <laughs> as it's going to get for 90% of your time in Boston. So yeah, you so, need to consider that because yeah. it's like a legitimate factor. If you're walking around campus for you know 45 minutes a day, that's going to be a factor. I yeah. took a lot of snow days, a lot of rain days at Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The first time I was in Baltimore, um, I, you know, I'd never dealt with snow before, obviously living in California my entire life. And I... My, I went to my door, I mean, my, my, my car and my entire windshield was frozen. And I was like, I can't, I can't go to work today. There's, I can't drive. And so not knowing what to do, I went back inside, grabbed hot water and dumped it on my windshield. And (laughs) to this day, I'm like, I thought that was a smart idea, but you know, all of my (laughs) friends in Baltimore are like, no, you know, there's things that you put on your windshield before to protect that from happening or, you know, things like that. So wait, wait, don't hold Like, did it work out? the the hot water yeah yeah absolutely at first i got oh. cold water and then it just froze over again then i was like well this isn't working so then i got hot water and then i and then it was fine okay. and i also had my car running so it was you know heating up the wind, windshield at the same time but these are things that you learn living in the east coast and yeah season is definitely something that's important weather is important um i asked i asked students about like you know seasonal depression which is a real thing and you know do you if you don't see the sun often or if you see rain a lot like is that gonna alter your mood or you know your 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 state of mind so definitely consider those things mm. one uh, of my best friends my freshman year was from san diego and so the first time that we had ice on the ground at Maryland, she texted me and she said, so what's the trick on how to walk on ice? <laughs> that was the funniest yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's real. It's real out there in the East Coast. It's snowing actually today. Mm-hmm. Um, consider financial aid. You know, is this a school that's going to give a lot of financial aid? Is this a school that doesn't give a lot of institutional aid or financial aid? Um, consider major future career ambitions. If you are considering to become a lawyer, it might not be the best option to go to school like MIT or Caltech or Carnegie Mellon that happen to be very STEM focused. Uh, So you want to kind of focus, you know, you want to think about that. Sports is another area that I think you should consider. Um, Are you divisions? Yeah. D1, D2, D3. Um, Are you planning? Are you okay with going to all women's schools like Wellesley? Um, Are you okay with schools with religious affiliation like Pepperdine or Boston College or University of Notre Dame or Georgetown? Um, You know, and a lot of these schools, by the way, that have religious affiliation doesn't mean that it impedes your education in any way i want to just be clear about that it's not like you're going to go to class and your professor is going to say let's pray um they're (laughs) they're they're going to have religious traditions maybe some Mm. things on campus that are related to the religion but it doesn't mean that it's going to necessarily impede your education in that you know you're going to learn so much about the bible in, in the classes that you're taking uh, and then service academy. Do you want to go to West Point? Do you want to go to the U.S. Naval Academy? Do you want to go to Air Force? You know, these are things that you might want to consider as well. Um, and knowing about that, you know, you have to serve in mil- in the military after you go to college um, for a certain amount of years. And that's something that you might not want to do. Or maybe that is something you want to do. So um, while the schools is completely paid for, um, you know, there is uh, something that you need to consider when you're going to to the service academies. So after you've kind of dwindled and thought about all of these things, um, what types of colleges, then you want to think about strategy versus fit. You know, um, am I strategically trying to go into the best undergraduate or am I thinking about the fit? So let's talk about that a little bit. 
So we just got through some of kind of the criteria or checkpoints of when we're thinking about school size, whether it's a liberal arts curriculum or a research focused school, financial aid, sports, religious affiliations and whatnot. And so this is what I run into quite a bit. You know, how do I know this is the right college for me? Um, I have a very I guess like an individualistic approach to this. Uh, my personal opinion about this that I convey to my parent to the parents that I meet with and the students is that, you know, you're never going to get a hundred percent of a perfect fit in terms of a college. Um, for example, let's say we went through the entire list of like size, sports, financial aid options, major future career ambition interests, and you want to check mark all those boxes. Then all of a sudden, you'll have a list of schools that check mark all those boxes, and that's just never going to happen. There's going to be schools that have pros and cons. It's just the way of life. And so when we're talking about what is a good fit, it really becomes a question of what the student wants to prioritize. For example, hey, maybe you do want to become an engineer and then Cornell is a great option. But then you mentioned in your preferences that you don't want to go to anywhere too rural. Well, unfortunately, Cornell fits one box, but not the other. So what are you going to do about that? And so this is where I have mm -hmm. this philosophy. And I say it to my students every time when we talk about a college list, because there's this current convention going around this 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 notion that you need to find the college that fits you right mm. you need to find the college that matches you and i hear you i feel it too i went to ucla and i felt like it fit me perfectly okay <laughs> i love that experience yeah, yeah. even though they don't feel that even though they don't feel that Hey, um, I'm also thinking the fact that you UCLA are... UCLA might have not liked you, oh Jay, but you liked UCLA. Gosh, That's what matters. bagging on Jay Day, <laughs> right? It's your, hey, it's your turn. I'm confident in my approach here, okay? So I'm thinking, you know, there's a personal side to this. I agree that you're going to be spending four years of your life there, and you want to be happy. I get that. But at the same time, you're going to college for a reason. You're going not there so that you can enjoy the weather, okay? To me, asking the climate question is important, I guess, but it's not the most important factor when you're deciding things, right? And so making the judgment call as, as an adult would, what, it's a difference between what you want versus what you need. And that's the biggest question that I want mm. parents and students to start thinking about. I like that. And when you're really starting to think in that way, you then have to start thinking big. You have to start thinking, what's my four-year plan? Do I want to graduate right away and work in the workforce? Do I want a, a, a university that has really good alumni networks and um, recruitment opportunities where, where they have career fairs and there are notable companies in your area of interest, let's say the big four for accounting and business economics that come to that school to recruit? Mm -hmm. Am I looking at the tenure approach in terms of going to graduate school, medical school, law school, in which case GPA in college becomes a huge factor, mm -hmm. in which case then you have to think about, can I academically be capable enough to get the GPA that I need to then think about my tenure plan of going to law school or medical school. I see so many students who go to UC Berkeley with the intent of pre-med and don't realize that their organic chemistry class is the killer of pre-med dreams, right? Because yeah. a majority of the students who go there get C's and that's a huge red flag when you're applying for medical school. And so strategy and fit, um, I err on the side of acknowledging the fact that comfort is important, but I always revert to one of my favorite quotes. It's a wise, wise quote. It's a great quote. Did you Coming from it? a wise, I wise man. It does come from, it's not from a man. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Jenny, wise, you assume that. Wise, wise man. I meant like human. Like oh, no, yeah. It, it's not a human either. It comes from <laughs> a- An alien. It comes from a, a, a red panda. It's from Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> and it's Master Shifu. Hey, come on. There's some, it's a really good I movie. Love I highly that encourage movie. that movie. Very good cinematography. What not? But off topic. He's overweight. Master Shifu <laughs> says this. If all you seek is comfort, then you'll never become more than who you are today. 
Mm, I like that. So wise. When you go, to, thank you, Jen. Of a panda. When you, when you go to college, <laughs> the I would argue the most important thing for you to do there is to grow. Mm. And if all you're seeking is comfort, it's very difficult for you to come out of your zone and grow. And so, if you're looking for my opinion as to what a good fitting college is, it's a college that measures your potential and has future options that are ready for you in terms of career potential. But at the same time, it's a place where you'll be challenged and it's a place where you learn to do new things, meet new people. I love that so much, Jay, because I learned a lot from going to Baltimore, actually, not just the ice on my windshield. But, mm. um, you know, I, I lived in California my whole life and I, I, I you know, went to UCLA and um, UCLA actually very much loved me, by the way. I love <laughs> UCLA, but I, I know that they love me, too. Um, but anyway, so when I went to when I went to Hopkins and when I went to Baltimore, I learned a lot about you know being independent but also just you know being in a completely new environment so i do agree about the comfort thing you know sometimes comfort is not the best way to grow mm-hmm. um and that wise panda yeah that's very, just very, very true words very very good i words. know <laughs> so so when do we start you know when should a students start thinking about colleges and when should we start researching and things like that uh, you can start really as early as you want to you know, I went to my first Maryland basketball game when I was in elementary school, and I knew like right then and there, I was like, "Yep, that's where I'm going to school." Yeah. And from then on out, like I always went to I went to one game every year up through I think like two years ago was the first year that I didn't go to a Maryland basketball game. Yeah. Um, and so I knew at a pretty young age, but I think you should just start. I think probably freshman year at the latest is a good time to go. If you have an older sibling, just go with them to college campuses. We've talked a couple times that like I love going to college campuses yeah. it's like one of oh my, my gosh, it's like it's one of amazing. my favorite things to do and if you have an older sibling who's visiting college campuses go with them tag along see what they think take a look at different ones that they're looking at um because it's just so much fun to tag along and then you can begin to get an idea i think it's, it's a good idea too to get an idea of what a college campus looks like because i don't know about you guys but the first one that i visited was west virginia that mm-hmm. was the first college that i visited and i told my mom i was like all right sign me up i'm good because I was so blown away by the college and like how cool it was. And it was a little bit different than just going to a basketball game because you just see like the court and the arena and like the players and all that. But here you're, you're getting a look at the academics and the professors and the dining halls and all yeah. the, the little stuff that you're going to be doing every day. And I was so blown away. I was like, okay, I'm done. We don't need to visit anymore. And I was like, <laughs> well, why don't we visit a few more? And then we visited Mount St. Mary's and I was like, okay, I'm done. Sign me up. And then we visited Maryland and I told her, no, 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 now we're done. Mm-hmm. And then like everyone that I went to, I loved so much. So the more that you, the earlier you start this process, the more colleges you see, you're going to realize what you're looking for in a school to find that right fit that's also pushing you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. So I think the earlier you start, the better, though, you know, if you're in sixth grade, you're not going to get a ton out of it. I think as soon as you start to get an idea of academically where you want to go, pick out some colleges that fit that academic mold that you're looking for, then start to visit. You can get an idea of what size college you're looking for. Because like if, if you're like my little brother, for example, he went to a college that it took five minutes to walk from one side of it to the other. Maryland took at least an hour. So he didn't want to go to a, a college that big and I didn't want to go to a college that small. We knew that that's something that you should begin to figure out before you before you go. Because if you show up to UCLA and you're like, oh, my God, there are 400 students in my lecture hall. 
that's something that you should have identified early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The, I would say ninth grade is probably a good benchmark to at least begin, but the earlier the better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like that. And I think I think uh, what you said about your older siblings and kind of like talking to them about what they like and what you like, if you have older siblings, um, that's a great way to start that conversation as well. And we were at the USC Career Fair the other day and we saw kids that were like mm. six or seven years old from so elementary excited. school. Great. So excited about college. Like, what? You know, this is what college looks like. And, you know, sometimes just, you know, taking your little siblings along with you on some of these tours, just really navigate and, and understand the the what's out there I think is really great I want to counterpoint that right so that experience with like the the, the little elementary students on a tour and they're super excited I could see them being motivated because every college campus has a distinctive energy mm-hmm. and you feel that yeah and, you know one little advice when you are going to be doing campus tours try to go during the high point of high traffic yeah um, when what I mean by students. yeah when there's students on campus when you're going during the summer break you don't really get the full vibe so the best kind of experience is the middle of the day when students are hustling and bustling through campus uh, you really feel the different energy and the type of personalities that are there yeah um the other the the counterpoint to this is i'm trying to look at my own personal experience of like going to like uh visit colleges and i feel like more often than not when i was growing up was it was kind of a chore like it's time to go visit colleges right now oh right and i didn't really feel the aura Uh, it felt more like a chore to me and so as parents my advice is Try to make this a fun event, like going to Disneyland. I don't know how you guys want to pull that off psychologically, but try not to make it a requirement or an assignment, but something exciting to look it forward to. It could be to. like a family trip visiting a city. I remember doing that. I never okay. felt like, so I remember vividly going to Northwestern, Harvard, MIT, on those campuses. Mm-hmm. And I fell into the same trap, Travis, you were mentioning that every campus I went to, I loved. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Wow, <laughs> this one's amazing. And, this guy and so you, you have to kind of take a step back and then see why you're doing this and see mm. what resonates with you. The vibe and energy is definitely there on, on every campus. But if you if you make a college trip like or college visit kind of trip as a chore, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it, then you're going to see it that way. And you're not going to get the full look and feel that you want. If you mm-hmm. kind of bundle it with a fun activity, a family trip, mm-hmm. going to the Smithsonian's or Washington DC, mm-hmm. then you know, I think it's a good extra appendage to, to the trip that you can take back with you. That's yeah. what we did. We always made them um, fun trips like that, mm-hmm. almost like mini vacations. Cause I think I only did two official tours. The rest of the time we would just show up on campus and show ourselves around mm-hmm. and just walk around and then just ask questions and stuff. And if anyone knows my mom, she has no problem asking questions. <laughs> so she, she, was, go, she go, where's the frat party at? <laughs> Shout, out Shout out to Miss Jill. That was not a question my mother asked. <laughs> <laughs> she might want to know where the gym is though. Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, if you just give yourself sort of unofficial tours or if you a lot of our students you're doing summer programs on college campuses show yourself around just walk around and get yeah. lost on campus and just like figure it out yourself it's fun yeah eat at the you know the restaurants on campus and, yeah. and the cafeterias they have available if you can sit in on it sit in on classes if you can do that yeah the more uh the more i guess deep you can get into the the tour itself the better um and mm. yeah if i can if i can make elementary school students think that a treasure chest is full of knowledge and not actually treasure um, I'm sure parents can think of a lot of really great ideas. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. And, and I remember also it kind of started early with community colleges. Yeah. In the sense that like Fullerton College and Mount Sac, Mount San Antonio here locally. I remember taking some classes and then just after the classes wandering. Yeah. And kind of understanding the halls. And it's it's a small ecosystem. It's not yeah. like a big college or university, but yeah. it's a community college. And it kind of 
it's a catalyst to going to bigger and better things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember the movie Richie Rich? Yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. So you know how Richie Rich has a house and inside his house he has McDonald's yeah. and he has like that roller coaster. Yeah. That's how I felt when I went to college. I was like, <laughs> there is a Taco Bell inside of this school. Because, you know, in high school, you don't have Taco Bell inside of your high school. And mm-hmm. if you do, like props to I you guys. the student but union was like the coolest place yeah, in the world. Yeah. Like, oh my God, yeah. it's a food court. That's exactly, that's exactly. <laughs> Overarchingly though, it's college is awesome. College is awesome. Yeah. It's a great time. It's, it's, a, it's a very it's four years poignant you're never time in, get in, back. in one's life. Yeah. 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 So, um, so let's talk about researching. So let's say for those students who can't really like go and visit colleges, you know, they don't have the time or their parents are working all the time. Like how would you recommend maybe researching some of these colleges? So there are two um, websites that I generally refer to. Um, firstly, if you're looking for like major correlation and rankings to see what schools are best for what, uh, I would highly recommend U.S. News. They tend to be on the point with that. I know there's other ranking systems out there, but I feel like U.S. News tends to be the most kind of in in I guess like accurate they've mm. been doing it for years they've refined that process pretty yeah, well mm-hmm. yeah and so mm-hmm. while you know the ranking system is not a hundred percent what you're always looking for it's a good measure and I'd probably start there so if you're looking for the academic index and and at the potential prowess of a major direction or whatnot or you're just looking at overall rankings then US News would be a way to go in terms of actual more personal student life mm-hmm. and student experiences, I highly recommend niche.com or others would call it niche.com. Um, N-I-C-H-E.com. You can pronounce it both com, ways, by the way. Which is why I'm, you know, clarifying. Um, <laughs> so niche.com has something really cool. Um, when you open up niche.com and you look up, let's say UC Berkeley, um, the first thing that shows up is a progress report card. And in the progress report, there's all kinds of categories from the dorms to the campus food to the safety parents may want to look into that um, and this gives a great way to start comparing schools um, when we get closer to the 12th grade application process a lot of our students come to our open sessions it's kind of like a lecture hall where they can work on their stuff and you can see them talking and comparing niche profiles of let's say UC Berkeley versus Boston University or to other schools and it's kind of fun you get to see what some schools are better at than others mm-hmm. um, UCLA I think is number one for food with Cornell they have an A rating and I absolutely agree with that right? that's why I gained so much weight <laughs> freshman 15 <laughs> freshman 30 and at the another thing I want to note about niche.com is at the very bottom so at the very bottom they have kind of like an Amazon five-star review part and these are where students whether they're freshmen to seniors graduating come in and they give their kind of two cents of how they experience the school um, I do want to warn that it's 2018 there's on the internet some things called trolls so you want to be careful about you know certain reviews being a little bit too biased there's mm. a lot of salty salty people out Russian there bots. Russian bots Russian bots um, <laughs> But every now and then you'll run into a, a very objective, valid, you know, review of a school that gives a lot of insight. And this is important for when you get closer to senior year for two reasons. Two reasons. You want to start getting more detailed understanding and reasons as to why you want to consider the school. Because when you get to your junior to senior year process, you'll be meeting with your senior counselor or your high school counselor. And they'll ask you, hey, what kind of colleges are you into? And you want to be able to kind of substantiate why you're interested in this particular school. Why do you want to go to UCLA? Or why do you want to go to Harvard? Well, because they have this really cool program that I'm interested in relations to my major. And that immediately sets a different tone mm. to the high school counselor when they're writing maybe their counselor letter of recommendation for you. 
Um, the second reason is when you have to write the essays themselves as a senior applicant. Uh, one of the most prevalent supplemental questions you're asked is, why do you want to come to our college? And you want to be able to be specific and you want to be able to detail a personal, multiple personal reasons as to why you want to attend. Knowing what to say, that can start early. Like Travis said, you can begin freshman year and you can go online. You can go visit um, do campus tours. Alternatively, if you can't visit campuses, then you can do alumni visits. And usually um, uh, schools will come to your high school alumni representative and they'll have kind of like a little presentation. Join those. They'll have college fairs around your community. Join those. And if that's not even possible, there's virtual college tours. You could go to youvisit.com or you go on YouTube and the schools themselves will have their own channel where mm. they have like guided tours via video. Instagram has been a big up and coming thing for a lot of undergraduate schools actually, yeah. or just colleges in general. Um, they have videos and people who got accepted or students just kind of chiming in and talking in. So yeah, I mean, with social media on the boom, there's so many ways to kind of uh, explore some of these colleges without actually going to step foot on campus. Mm. Um, okay, so I, I want to, you know, clear up this myth a little bit. A lot of students and parents are confused as to what undergraduate school is and what it isn't. Um, you know, you know, I could be very simple with like undergraduate school is not a time to explore drugs and party, you know, but it is not, you know, it, but it is an opportunity for you to explore other kind of interests and academic and intellectual interests, finding your passions. Right. So um, I want to I want to kind of delve into this a little bit. What is undergraduate school and what is it not yeah so it's it's important to know that you're not going to live your entire life at the undergraduate campus as much as you like the parties and the people you it's a it's a transitionary time in your life and so it's important to to know your end goals know know what you want to do do you want to go to graduate school and jay you touched on this earlier do you want to go into medicine do you want to go into mm. graduate engineering or law school mm. and so then this is going to be a stepping stone so get out of it what you need to grow academically go to the next phase if you want to go uh, into employment and get gainful employment the recruiters are going to come on campus so that's the ecosystem you're going to be living in in three four or five years so um, grow your network grow yourself as an individual that's the most important thing this is a school uh, where you're not going to have parents supervising you uh, behind your back hopefully you're going to be living independently you're going to make many mistakes but the key is to grow from those mistakes. Um, so, so bottom line, it, to, to bring it all together from all the different points everyone's bringing up, it's a stepping stone to your future. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 unless you want to be a career student and be that guy from Animal House, uh, you know, know what an undergraduate school is. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the biggest things for undergraduate school is to figure out what you really want to do. Yeah. Because a lot of students have no clue. And when I talk to, say, a junior in high school, I'm like, well, what do you want to major in? And they get this, like, their eyes are, like, wide as saucers. And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> that is okay. You know, I have yeah. friends who are 24 and 25 who are still figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, there's no reason for you to have a certain idea of what exactly you want your life to be. Because, I mean, what is it, Jay? Like, 80% of students? 70%. 70% of students enter college with one major and switch it to another. Yeah. So you don't need to know undergraduate is your time to figure it out and by the end of it that's when you begin to start to go down a certain path and that's what you get your degree in so mm -hmm. it's a great time to just experiment with different subjects and topics and then once you find an overarching topic that you enjoy to explore the subtopics yeah like if you like engineering now's the time to figure out which discipline of engineering to yeah. figure out so above all i think undergraduate's really a time for you just to 
figure your own stuff out and don't put pressure on yourself to come in. I'm doing med school. Mm -hmm. And then if you begin to hate it, stop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Find and something yeah. else. And the people may know that, but a lot of people don't. And the cool thing about undergraduate schools is, we, Jenny, you talked about this, the research schools, these are professors that are passionate in what they do. Mm -hmm. They're doing research in what they do. So their passion, if it resonates with you, you're, you you want to find your passion as yeah. a student. And not just you like something and you're going to go down this path, but find something you're passionate about because you're going to spend the rest of your life, a potential awesome career doing this yeah. passionate thing. Yeah. So that's what you got to explore and kind of find and, and it would work for you. Yeah, I think, um, you know, in in college, you know, I switched my major a couple times as well. And, and again, that's completely normal. And I also believe that college is an opportunity for you to um, it, think about it this way. It's the first time in your life probably that you have so many classes to choose from, right? When you're in high school, when you're in middle school, your schedule is pretty much set for you. Yeah, sure, you can choose a lot of the different APs and electives, but they're very, you know, it's just a handful. There's not a lot. Um, when you go to college, you can really choose and pick and choose your classes and create your own schedule. And some of these things are, are, are something that you can only do the first time when you're in college. And, and so take advantage of that and explore as much as you can. So I'm going to be a little bit more of the Asian dad here on this because we have this whole notion of, you know, find your dream. <laughs> that's, that's, and that's very an like you. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. I get that. And I, and I, I wish more parents emphasize that. But um, I think one of the things for me is if, if I could go back in time and te teach myself something about college before I started to be this, it's, it's different from high school, granted. But here's how it's different. It's more freedom, but with more freedom, there's more responsibility. You have to be more responsible because parents generally won't start hovering around you and, and helping you. You have to make your own decisions. Although I do have some parents who are like, can I move yeah, in that's, with my well, child? That's and totally different. Like, no, that's a wrong, <laughs> like life from a life planning perspective, you're just handicapping, yeah. you're crutching your yeah. son or daughter. So yeah. what, what I'm talking about is idealistic sense. We're sensing, we're talking from the 18 year old, 17 year old vantage point. Let's now talk about it from the 29 year old, 30 year old vantage point as you're looking back. Undergraduate is about proving that you have a direction and it's about showing that you have developed professionalism, independence. Um, your capabilities, um, your ability to time manage, all of those come into play. Um, what I mean by that is it's, it's high school in the sense that you still have to do well academically. You still have to maintain a good GPA. You still have to be involved in extracurricular experiences and explore, right? Mm -hmm. um, because more often than not, a lot of times students are looking towards employment and graduate school. And when you go for that employment or graduate school, your GPA still matters to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. um, your experiences still matter to a certain degree. So I want to kind of make, you know, kind of tone this down and make it clear that it's not just fun and games going to college. You also have a purpose of college, which is developing yourself professionally and, and having that strength or, or direction so that when you graduate from college, you can say more than just, I've explored. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with that because there are so many more students now that graduate for undergrad that don't have jobs that mm. have wasted their four years of college could have developed themselves and explored in a very positive direction but now you know don't have jobs don't know what you know what they want to do um can't really explore at this point because they've already gotten their bachelor's in whatever that they're doing and um, not sure if they should go to grad school or if they're not, you know, so don't waste time exploring, right? No. Making sure that you are utilizing your time with your exploration, but going towards a, dire a direction. You shouldn't be in your third or fourth year of your college undergraduate life thinking, 
well, now what do I yeah. want to do? It's right? the same question that we ask high schoolers is, are you making the most of your opportunities? Yeah. Mm. Even on in, on an undergraduate campus, there's going to be opportunities at your feet. Yeah. As far as internships, as far as part-time work, as far as these classes, these electives, you got to still show that you made the most of your opportunities. And those opportunities, believe it or not, if you feel like you're not gaining anything out of it, they represent something on a resume. Yeah. They represent something to graduate schools. Yeah. And they mean, they, it shows them that you are sort of not just kind of ho-humming it by. You're, you're getting involved in some degree. Absolutely. The reason why I wanted to point that out real quickly is just because some, there's some students who, who get into college, and even parents too, they'll think like the, the finish line is, is college. That, exactly. Yeah, and that's not true not, at all. Yeah, that's, that's what I've come to realize. Yeah. And so students go in and they're all pressure cooked to get into a good school. And once they get in, they just YOLO. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. Yeah. No, Yo- YOLO. That, that was a really <laughs> well, punkish needs explaining. YOLO for the, the audience members out there. You only live once. OK, thanks. <laughs> OK, so um, maybe do a little a roundabout final advice uh, opportunity here for 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 you guys. You know, tell us your own stories, your own kind of choosing the college. You know, how did punkage you you decide that Hopkins was the option for you, Travis? You know, it seems like University of Maryland was a, a dream at age one. But, you know, <laughs> you know, how did that and same thing for Jay, you know, UCLA, you know, tell us a little bit about your own stories and maybe your own final advice. Let's take a couple minutes on that. Yep. So my decision on Hopkins was I I reluctantly went into it I was a UCLA guy mm. so I grew up watching Troy Aikman football basketball John Wooden all the, the great stars of Jenny's UCLA fist pumping and <laughs> I was a huge Bruin in, in my, my high school years but then um, the acceptance started coming and then hard conversations with my parents and they really pushed me and I was I was one of those students that gave my deposit to UCLA and Hopkins because I didn't know Ooh, yeah so I ultimately went to Hopkins and it was dipper. the greatest decision in my life because <laughs> I, my naive self in high school looked for comfort, Yeah, looked for something that I could resonate with and I didn't want to get challenged. You know, I'm going to college, I'm going to have fun. But then, you know, finding that balance with having important conversations with my parents and other mentors and other people in in high school, um, I ended up going to Hopkins and it challenged me and it grew me to a person that I never thought I could kind of be actually. I made connections with people. I still keep in touch with a lot of my friends. Uh, I do business with them. I, I interact with them a lot. I meet with them many times a year. So uh, that's sort of how I kind of stumbled into Hopkins. I was I went in upset. I came <laughs> out, you know, with my hands up going, whoo, <laughs> tuition so paid you, for this piece of paper. So you don't regret, you don't regret. <laughs> no, not at all. That. Not at all. It was great. Okay. 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 Travis? I mean, I, I was, like you mentioned, I was smitten with Maryland from day one. I grew up a huge Maryland Terp fan, just loved all their sports. Anytime He's I got wearing a Maryland shirt yeah, right now, I by wear, the way. I usually have two Maryland And I bet you you're wearing Maryland. Maryland boxers, too. No, I don't have, well, I used to wear the, Jenny socks. got me Maryland socks, yeah. and I used to wear them for every basketball game until we were so bad this year, I had to stop. I was like, I think, I, I think I'm the reason. Change it up. <laughs> but I... My search process came down to, so I ended up having a couple different choices. I could have gone to like a smaller D3 school to play golf, or I could have gone to a Maryland or Syracuse was another school that I visited. It was either Maryland, Syracuse, or West Virginia, all of which were in the top 10 for journalism or a small school for golf. Mm -hmm. And golf, I quickly put to the side because like I wasn't going to do anything with it. It just kind of would have been four years of just like messing around basically. And then I wouldn't have the degree that I wanted. I wouldn't be able to pursue the jobs and career and life that I wouldn't, that I wanted afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, so then it came down to, to Maryland 
and West Virginia and Syracuse. I visited Syracuse. They said that we had like 13 feet of snow this winter. I said, I'm not going to Syracuse. Hmm. Um, and then it, it came down to West Virginia and Maryland. And then I got accepted to both. And it was no brainer just because I loved Maryland for so long. Yeah. That it was as soon as I was accepted. I said, all right, we can finally sign me up. That's beautiful. <laughs> So I chose UCLA, and I distinctly remember why. Um, my brother's four years older than me, and he went to UCLA himself. And I tagged along every time he did those dorm, you know, coming into the dorms the first time. And if you guys ever been to a UCLA dorm entering, what do you call ceremony or weekend? It's nuts. There's like parties going around. There's music everywhere. It's like festive, super festive. And they and they go out with a bang at the end of the weekend of moving in. There's an exhibit concert. And so as a high school student, you're, you're just, it's amazing. you're just like, like, it's amazing. It's like a weekend. Right. It's like exhibit move, the rapper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's called move in weekend. What an old school right? name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people move in all weekend long and people are out there just like, you know, DJs are out there yeah. like in the dorm, wow. like balloons area. Flying balloons flying around. Yeah. Yeah. It's people awesome. are welcoming you. And then, then the part, like the huge college, not like party with like drinking, but just mm. like everybody coming and like festivals and a, a huge concert. This like, is the like first time I kind of regret not going to UCLA. Man, so you know you hear about all that and and you experience it and you love it but you know um when i look back if you asked me do i regret going to ucla there's a part of me that does um i i love the experience don't get me wrong but my regret comes from my previous interest in pursuing let's say uh, business and management like let's say going to investment banking or whatnot um when you go to try to get a job in terms of recruitment at ucla unfortunately the investment banking, those big ones, the big baller types, they don't go to UCLA to get recruits. Maybe one or two max, but the vast majority tends to be more entry-level professional degrees or professional workplaces such as uh, like the big four in accounting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where it hit me in terms of why parents or why, I guess, mentors talk about name value. Um, that when you go to a certain school, it attracts certain degrees, uh, certain types of recruiters, certain levels, so to speak, socioeconomically. Um, and so in that sense, I think UCLA is a great school. It's continuing to become greater and greater, and I'm sure that it's going to improve in my sense. But when I attended and when I graduated, I felt that difference. I felt the difference between me versus my friend who graduated from Princeton or Brown in terms of the job employment and the future prospects that they offered. So I hate to kind of put a pin on the happy balloon we you have here, just hit number one in education by the way my feelings i do have a little bit of regret yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, and i think that you know I, I went to ucla a lot of it was because you know it it gave us good money it gave me good money my parents um needed the financial my family needed the financial background in order to or financial support in order to go to a four-year university um i don't regret it actually but having been gone having gone to graduate school at johns hopkins and you know exploring the private kind of uh, area of of college um i'm so happy to have experienced both um public and private education um in college so um think about grad school as an opportunity to change it up a little bit if you haven't had that you know in undergrad so for jay you know if you're regretting maybe to exploring some other types of colleges like definitely recommend graduate school as an opportunity to explore those areas um okay so before we go on to answer some of the questions from our listeners i just wanted to say one more time thank you thank you thank you for all of you listening to our podcast um subscribe and follow us on the podcast app if you have an iphone um we did start up an instagram it's called the hall pass podcast um so you can find us on instagram we'll have short clips of us um live videos of us on instagram so follow us there if you missed any of our episodes you can find us on itunes or www.thehallpasspodcast.com 
gmail.com. Um, one of our students asked, um, one of our listeners, sorry, one of our listeners asked, does visiting colleges increase my chances of acceptance? Um, short answer, because we're running out of time a little bit, is colleges are now looking for something called demonstrated interest. Basically, what that means is students who have visited the college before, have explored the campus, um, are more likely to want to attend that school and they're a believer of that. So if you're doing early decision or early action, if you don't know what those are, come check us out on our previous episodes. Um, but early decision, early action, colleges are going to want to see that demonstrated interest. They're going to want to see that you know you want to go to the school because you've visited or you've explored their campus or have visited their alumni who have come to give you college info sessions. Does it increase your chances of acceptance? not necessarily per se it's not like you know if you didn't visit the college you're not going to get accepted but you know it's just going to show colleges demonstrated interest it's going to show them that you really want to go to the school and they want to see that overall um okay so thank you for tuning in on season three episode four join us next week for our season three episode five we're going to talk about miscellaneous secrets to college admissions mm. beyond just the college essays um again we would love for you to send us an email of general topics and questions you might want us to cover um i do want to mention just one thing really quickly if you have college essays that you would want us to review on our show feel free to send them our way we may not be able to review everyone's since we get a lot of emails but we'll select a few to review during our show um and you can send all of those questions and essays our way on the hall pass podcast at gmail.com <laughs> all right thank you everyone we'll see you next week bye, bye. bye. see you